0: This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. It's Thursday, August 18th, and I'm your host, Claudia Sarek. This week, we're discussing the implications of a recent key economic report indicating a significant slowdown in inflation. What's this mean for restaurants? For more, we go to RelishWorks Director of Investments, Tyler Booth. Welcome back, Tyler. Thanks, Claudia. So the last few inflation reports we've discussed have been, frankly, pretty bleak. But it seems like there's a little more optimism circulating after the most recent report. Could you talk to us a little bit more about what we're seeing and more about that sentiment?
1: Yeah, Claudia, it's it's a good point. The optimism is coming from headlines saying that inflation was flat and, and didn't grow month over month uh, for the first time in 2022. Which is a really good sign. Mm-hmm. But it's really all due to the drop in energy prices and gasoline prices. Energy was down four point six percent month over month, um, which is a stark contrast from being up seven and a half percent last month. So on a macro level at the headline, that is a win that what's The government and the fiscal, you know, the Federal Reserve um, is doing, is working, but it's not affecting food that much. Uh, You know, food was up 1.1% in July. It's been up every single month in 2022. Um, And so when you look at the individual categories, you'll see some disparate and sort of differentiation in how these categories are reacting to some of these policies and some of the global you know, economic events that are occurring. So really, the headline is that, yes, inflation has been slowing. It did not grow last month in July, but mostly due to energy and gasoline prices, it is not because food was decreasing. Food was actually up for the 7th month in 2022.
0: So, if these reports break down inflation by category and you're saying the food space is still being affected, then what is that what does that mean for our industry?
1: Yeah, it's it's really Claudia sort of the same story. You have mm-hmm. you know, food at home was up, you know, 1.3% in July. Um, food away from home was up, you know, 0.7% in July. The story has been that food at home, you know, the food that you buy in the grocery store and things like that, Uh has been up at a more rapid pace than food away from home. And what's been interesting is when that happens, do consumers continue to buy food in the grocery store or do they lean more towards going out and buying food at restaurants? Sure. I I read a survey the other day that said that 82% of all meals are being eaten in the home, and that was a pre-pandemic number. Uh, post-pandemic, that number rose three points to 85%, because of you know the stay-at-home orders and and whatnot, and the, the longevity of the pandemic has really changed the way consumers eat food, and you know people are working from home more and not going out to eat for lunch and breakfast as much as they used to, but That has created an interesting dynamic where it actually hurts consumers more because because of the fact they're eating at home at a higher rate than they were pre-pandemic. They're having to purchase that food in grocery stores, and it's hurting their wallet more and, and reducing their disposable income, which then could, in fact, take them away from going out and eating at restaurants. Now, at the previous podcast, we predicted in the summer months because the weather was nice. And this is sort of the quote unquote revenge summer that people were going to be packing patios, going to restaurants and eating out and sort of using going out to restaurants and socializing as a non-discretionary piece of their budget. And I think that's still true. I think people are going out to restaurants. I think restaurants are pretty packed uh, as I have seen, you know, just walking around the city of Chicago, but it is validating, in my opinion, our thesis that, as the weather turns in some of these northern states when fall and winter come about, that consumers might hunker down because they need to buy food, they're going to buy it from the grocery store, and that type of inflation has not been quelled by any degree uh, in the recent numbers that we've seen. Hmm. That's interesting. Also,
0: I feel like my morning coffee bill is still exponentially high, so I'm... (laughs)
1: Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Claudia, because the CEO of Starbucks came out in their recent earnings report and said that there's this aspect of consumers trading down. It's sort of a ubiquitous term in the industry that a lot of you know, executives use. And Starbucks has reported that consumers are not trading down, meaning that their demand at their locations is still staying pretty, pretty high, or at least what they expect. So, <laughs> Claudia, you are amongst many consumers i think in uh continuing to agree to paying four dollars and sixty cents for your coffee
0: <laughs> yeah or or potentially more we're not here to judge people on their like coffee milk just like everybody else and that's an upcharge you know yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly you want an extra pump 25 more cents um okay though but in all seriousness going back to these going back to food prices do you have what is the theory here on why food prices are slower to respond than some other areas? Is it usually a lagging indicator? It typically
1: is a lagging indicator and, and the easiest way that you know we can explain it is that you look at the commodities markets or or the market in which some of these raw fruit food prices trade, you know, and people get these goods, producers, farmers, things like that that produce these food groups and products for us, they have to grow the livestock. They have to produce the goods. And a lot of that production happens before the demand or before customers see that on grocery store shelves. So you think about meat, for example, farmers are cultivating that livestock. They're growing that livestock for three, six months, multiple months at a time before it actually lands on consumer shelves within grocery stores. So you always get a lag of the prices that these producers are paying to cultivate the food before it hits the shelves. So you might have heard in the markets that, you know, corn prices have dropped and some of these inputs, these raw food group commodity inputs have started to drop. And that's true, but it's going to take a while for those prices and the drops in those prices to work down to the farmers and then work down through the products that go onto the shelf that, that consumers are going to buy. Um, that is sort of a very tough thing to, to sort of predict um, because you see you know, CNBC and some of these, you know, some people that monitor commodities markets that say relief is on the way, but a lot of consumers are like, they go to the store that afternoon and that evening and they say meat is still 20% higher than I was paying Mm -hmm. at this time last year. And Mm -hmm. it is a long tail um, for these prices to work down to consumers. So I, I don't think there's any immediate relief in sight. And I think the federal reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said that to Congress back in June. He said, while they're raising interest rates to quell inflation on a macro level in the United States, that is going to have a minimal effect on food prices. And we do not expect to see a reprieve anytime soon um, when it comes to some of these food prices. Now, I will say that... If you dig down into the different categories within food, you will find that some things are a lot higher than others, and there's other factors for that. Eggs have been up, you know, somewhere near 45% year over year, and that's because they were battling an avian flu, um, which has sort of hurt the supply side of poultry. Mm-hmm. But then you look at other items like hot dogs, like hot dogs last month was down 6.1%. So, like, there is some disparity even within the actual food categories. But on the whole, when it comes to your grocery bill, it, there's going to be a little reprieve there when it comes to the actual prices um,
0: Yeah, on average. Mm-hmm. So looking ahead to the next report, what do you think that restaurants should be hoping for? What would be a promising trend for the
1: industry and what does something like that look like? I think what restaurant operators are, should be hopeful for is that consumers continue to want to get out, want to socialize, um, you know, and and continue to see food away from home as being a non-discretionary expense. Um, I think Mm -hmm. one thing that operators, restaurant operators can celebrate is that gas prices have gone down below this ominous 4 dollars per gallon on a national average mm-hmm. that is sort of a symbolic threshold of something that really hurts the consumer's wallet you know when we think about commute times and people going back to the office um anytime gas is above 4 dollars a gallon it has caused consumers to trade down and to tighten their budgets when it comes to food away from home our prediction is that because this is the revenge summer and the COVID pandemic has hurt that socialization aspect that people are putting food away from home in their non-discretionary budget for the first time in, you know, any historical period. Uh, we hope that that stays that way. Yeah. Fortunately, I think weather is going to have, you know, an effect on that. So if we have a, a longer warmer fall and patios stay open and people continue to be outside in the northern states um i think that's going to help operators but if we slip into fall temperatures back to school you know things like that um i think that's going to hurt uh you know people going to restaurants and they might just you know sit and continue to uh to eat food at home um, and purchase food from the grocery store
0: yeah well, I guess we'll be hoping for a slightly longer summer this year.
1: I hope that's the case, too. I, I know personally it, it, uh, it, you know, I'm going to restaurants myself and, and love sitting on patios, um, you know, and uh, the longer it stays warm, the the more that we all do that. So um, we'll help out everyone. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the update, Tyler. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Claudia. Thanks for having me back. That's all
0: for this week, folks.